Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of State of the Shunion. If you're listening online, you've probably read the episode title by now. But if you somehow missed that, put down the phone, get off Spotify, get off Apple Podcasts, come on over to YouTube and watch it because we're sitting down for another interview. So excited for today. <laughs> sitting down with Blaine from Politics. Blaine, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, man. A little clap. <laughs> I'm excited. Thanks, guys. Man. I know. I mean, I've been wanting to get you on for a while and then I've, I've been bugging Tanner about it ever since. So, well, I know I've been, I think, I don't remember the first time y'all reached out to me, but, um, yeah, I'm glad we were able to make it happen. It did yeah. take probably a little too long. Nah. It's not like we were busy. It's like there's a global pandemic going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. more time. <laughs> to be fair, you know, we, we try to get at least somewhat good at doing interviews, never done interviews before. So yeah. we're like, Hey, maybe before we start interviewing, like, Pretty important people yeah, yeah. at a very big company. Maybe we. Well, <laughs> I get the feel of what interviews you know? are supposed to look like. Our surprise is every guest has been way more receptive to it than we like. We thought we would have to reach out, and be like, oh yeah, maybe I'll get back to you and plan it. So we're like, perfect, gives us time to kind of hone our craft, get a couple yeah. of these under our belt. But then, like, we hit up you or Adam, and it's like, yep, name the time, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he called my bluff. Okay, all <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, I am the most. Um, what is a vain person you'll meet? So I'm like, you know, just <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> sign me up to sit down and talk about myself for a while. Hey, yeah. works with us. Yeah, we keep thinking like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to have this resume of being like, yo, look, these are the interviews we've done. We're, we've are we been doing the podcast for a while. We're serious and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's been super great. It's yeah. awesome to be able to reach out to, you know, to you and everybody who we've done. And everybody's just like, yeah, no, bet. Mm. Got it. Yeah. That's because I don't really think anything much of – I mean, I know this sounds bad. Derek's probably going to be like, shut up, Lane. But <laughs> I don't think what we're doing is that crazy. I love that people love what we do. Yeah. But yeah. to me, it's just like, I, guess when I just you're love it. it so much. Yeah, say, from the just, outsider perspective, I promise you it is. But I yes. guess, yeah, from the inside. Yeah, to from me, from it's just inside. like, this is what we do. We wake yeah. up and we, you know, just yeah. do cool shit. Yeah, so... so. I'm glad that y'all think it's cool because that makes me feel kind of like, yes. Oh, yeah. All we do is just keep making stickers of shoes you designed and sending yeah. them to you and like, please be friends with us. Which so. I really do like those stickers. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. So let's take it back then before you even came on board with politics. For everyone listening that doesn't know, that probably knows your work but doesn't know you by face or name, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and kind of how you even got into the world of sneakers? Yeah. Um, my name. So my name's Blaine. Um, I grew up in what Derek loves to say, Walker, but it was Denim Springs, <laughs> actually, for anybody that knows. That's a hard it's a, line. Yeah, it's a yeah, very yeah. hard line, and that line is crystal meth. Um, <laughs> so I grew up in Denim Springs, and uh, um, yeah, so I always wanted to do this. I used to make t-shirts. I've probably gone through like five brands' names. Um, Detail was one of them. Detail was one. I have the first one that I really took serious was this brand called Popular. Okay. And um, I really wanted to push that heavy. Um, and then I did Ate the Ape, which uh, a guy, uh, I won't say his name because he might be embarrassed now, but he has it tattooed on his arm. <laughs> and I'm like always thinking to myself, I'm like, man, if I ever make something in my life, like, <laughs> I got to take care of this guy. He really believed though. He yeah. believed more than I believed. Wow. I think. So Ooh. thank you. But uh, yeah, so um, growing up, pretty normal childhood. I mean, like, you know, nothing crazy. But when I was in high school, me and my friend were just really big into like clothing and just tennis shoes not really tennis shoes like heavy i was more mm -hmm. clothing for me but like i for sure wanted to be in fashion like i was like i have to do something with this like i i was obsessed with carl lagerfeld and um then like as i as i got more into like social media like you start to find things around the world it's easier mm -hmm. to like access things so um i came i found out what colette was and mm. i just became obsessed with colette yeah and um everything they did i was obsessed with it and um i was like okay so 
I want to be in fashion and I, and I was obsessed with Colette and I realized, oh, we need a Colette here mm-hmm. in Denham Springs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Baton Rouge, not New Orleans. Denham no. Springs is ready. So I was like, I'm going to open a store. And that was like my main goal. So um, I, I, I wanted to go to New York out of high school, but my mom really put a stop to that pretty quickly. And, um, you know, we talk about it to this day, if she would have let me go, what that could have been like, but mm-hmm. um, probably be a faster wake up call, but it would have been, it would have been a great experience, I think. That's true. But, um, so yeah, so after college or like kind of, as I was finishing college up, we did a, we had a senior project where you were supposed to create this business of what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I majored in marketing Okay. after changing my major a few times. But, um, I used this brand called detail. It was a fake store and I had to like build the store out. And as I built that business plan as a project, I was like, why don't I just use this for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pitched it to um, this guy in Baton Rouge. Um, his name was Rob and he owns um, Mopar Magazine. Um, okay. Him and my stepdad actually go back and they started Mopar at LSU together. Oh, wow. And it was just like a college newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was like, um, didn't take it seriously. He was like, we're, my dad's a CPA. So he graduated and he does that now. But this guy was like, oh no, I'm still obsessed I'm gonna with I'm going to keep cars. running with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he made it to a full magazine and he turned it into his life. And um, he owned this rundown garage on um, North Foster in Baton Rouge, okay. which was kind of like a sketchy neighborhood. Yeah. And now I went to Baton Rouge the other day and it was like insanely different. Like government is awesome now. It's yeah, so yeah. cool. <laughs> so that would have been, you know, maybe I was a little too early then. Yeah. But um, so we started. Um, the garage, which was a men's clothing store. The concept was uh, men who kind of just like didn't like the mall mm-hmm. vibe. And um, we basically would kind of like pick out their clothes for them. Mm. We would deliver their clothes like if they couldn't oh, come. Wow. Like it okay. was, yeah. But it was also like a cool hangout spot because most yeah. guys love cars and like beer. So we were able to like kind of house this garage. Like this clothing right. part was a very small section of this giant warehouse with his collector Mopar cars back there. Oh, okay. So the build out was insane. It was sick. Yeah. Um, we had different ideas of like what was supposed to happen. He's, I think like at the time was like probably late forties, early fifties and I'm 20. So, so maybe your lives are a little bit different yeah. in your perspective on things. And you can imagine a 50 year old dressing like a 20 year old, like <laughs> yeah. That, different views. The, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really work. So, but I, I was able to go to like markets and everything. Like that was my first intro to that. So, um, I was like, cool. And I kind of had, um, always hung out at Ruckus with mm-hmm. Ronnie and, um, those guys there. And Ronnie has always been like, you know, every he's everybody's favorite uncle, but I took it for real, for real. Like I wanted to be him all the time. Yeah. I would tell him how much I wanted to be him. And he was like, no, you don't want to be me. Like, this <laughs> shit is hard, man. Yeah. Like this is not a life where you get rich and like all these things. I'm like, I don't care. And like, especially so many kids like listening now today, just see like, oh, a skate shop. I'm going to get SB dunks and it'll be easy. Exactly. But it's like, yeah. that was not the case. Yeah. He, so long Ronnie ago. did take me to New York early on in my in my life, like, I think I was like 16 or 17, maybe he took me to New York with him for a market. And I was like, blown it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was trying to like deter me from this lifestyle, but I was like, you just made me <laughs> like more exposure therapy. Yeah. He's yeah. like, seriously, Trust me, you don't want this. I'm yeah. like, got a heart on in there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like sick, but, um, yeah. So I, the garage, I kind of did under his wing too, like advice wise, like he was definitely, Ronnie was definitely like part of the reason that, um, I was able to do a lot of things. And then I don't know how long it lasted, the garage, mm-hmm. but it wasn't very long. Maybe a little under a year, maybe. Okay. And I made like zero dollars. Yeah. And um, you were, I was in there a lot by myself, which mm. was so boring. And looking, sure. talking to Derek now, like Derek's stories are exactly the same. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, man, what if I would have just stayed? But 
Um, yeah, so I, I quit and then um, I went to live with my parents. I moved back home with my parents and I was like, I'm going to go work for my dad, which was, as you can imagine, probably not fun at all. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I just- He was in the engineering field, you said? Yeah. yeah. So my dad is an, in, he's in electrical engineering and um, he owns a company. Uh, he didn't own it at the time, but like he's part owner now. And it's kind of like it, growing up, like all of our parents are best friends. They all work together. And so- there's different guys um, that are my age and we kind of like grew up together and they're all working in within the company now. And it's an amazing company. They take better care of their employees than any other company mm. I've ever been with. But um, it was just like very nine to five ish, like a yeah. yeah. desk job, which there was a fridge with beer that we were, we could <laughs> drink at work. It had which, perks. Yeah. So yeah. MMR, if you're listening to this, anybody from there, like, <laughs> you know, that was a perk. <laughs> I'm not complaining, but yeah. I did get offered, like, I started, I think I started out kind of as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to work in the plants, which is also any kid that says their life is hard or never had a job. Like I suggest go work in a plant oh, yeah. and you'll, you'll learn, learn really quick yeah. that it's anything is better than that. But um, so I worked in, in the office for a little while and I got offered a job and this was definitely the changing point in my life, turning point in my life. Um, mm-hmm. They offered me a job. They were really impressed with the work I did. Um, my parents, I do credit my parents. I have a pretty solid work ethic, I would say. And um, I didn't know. I would anything. agree. Yeah. 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 I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I was, they were just teaching me as I went along because I was just an intern, but mm-hmm. I took it and, you know, never was late for work. I didn't take off like sick days. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. like solid things. And like, Anybody like kids now, like they have all these excuses for why, but there's certain right. things are like, I'm not the most talented graphic designer, but like one thing I do is like, it's like showing up on time. Like those principles yeah, yeah, are yeah. what really will Just, move you forward in life. Yeah. I think soft skills. Yeah. So, um, they, when they called me in for my like review, they were like, we're really impressed with you. And like, we're going to offer you this full-time job, uh, great salary, especially for a starting kid who had zero money that yeah. lost mm-hmm. it all from, um, the few dollars I had, I lost right. in the garage, but, um, I was like, this is great. Like, and they were like, you also get two weeks of vacation, paid vacation. And I was like, oh, but like, I need more than that. They were just like, no, it's like two weeks paid. Like (laughs) you can take off, but like, this is, you're gonna get paid. I'm like, no, 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 no. I I was like, I need like off whenever I want. And they were just like, it's not really how life works. And I was like, yeah, yeah then I'm going to skip out on this. <laughs> and like, my dad was like, I didn't work under my dad at the time. Like my dad was in a different department mm-hmm. and uh, I was in accounting. And so like my, the guy that was my boss is like best friends with my dad. And I had to like run from the accounting office to my dad's office faster than he could call my dad. Cause I knew oh, he was going to call my dad yeah. and be like, yo, I just gave your son a full-time job and he turned it down. Tur- yeah. So I'm like sprinting to my dad's <laughs> office. I'm like, ah! like I had to explain it, get my side first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So I told my dad, like, I was like, dad, I just can't, like, I feel like I'm trapped. I had like a moment of anxiety where I was just like, oh my God, this can't be my life. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah. And so my dad was like, son, what? Like you're an <laughs> yeah. idiot. Like yeah, yeah. we're literally giving you this on a platter. But I was like, I just can't, dad. Like, I just don't, this isn't what I need to do right now. And it's not for me. And I had part-time jobs at Foot Locker. And my dad used to joke, me and my brother both did, which was mm-hmm. really fun. And uh, my dad used to joke with us all the time. He's like, oh, you got to go sell tennis shoes? Like, all this stuff. Like, <laughs> well, he just mocked you, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're watching out. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was like, so it, when I told him that I wanted, I had been hearing about Derek. I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Fletcher from Baton Rouge used to, me and him used to kind of do some trades. Like, I worked at Foot Locker. So if, any, if he didn't get something, oh, we okay. could kind of do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I never really needed anything from Fletcher because at the time, like, I was like, I don't really care about shoes. Like, I was wearing Vans. Yeah, like, okay. I wasn't really obsessed with it. I was just more obsessed with the the idea of a store mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, the build out. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I was just more obsessed with the culture versus the actual product at the time. 
But uh, I had heard about it through Fletcher, like building New Orleans out. Um, Charlotte, I think, was racist. I, I guess the whole city is racist. So they moved. I guess All-Star that's a game. Take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't. I never read the book. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie and I read the Spark so, Notes, and that's yeah. what I got. From got the it. Clip yeah. Notes. Yeah. So that was whenever All Star Game got moved to New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. And Derek, uh, knowing Derek now, it's funny that he was able to throw all these stores together so Seriously, quickly. Yeah. Like, he really busted his ass. And Fletcher kind of gave me some words, and uh, I was like, "Man, you think Derek would let me work work for you guys?" Like whatever and i i met i came here um one of the weekends mm-hmm. the all-star weekend and Der- met derek for like a brief moment like just shook his hand it was actually in this exact store oh wow which is kind of cool now I think yeah about. but um yeah shook his hand and uh fletcher was like yeah this is a kid like he's cool whatever mm-hmm. so when derek opened full-time these these stores uh like he was like if you move down here i guess so i slept in my friend's kitchen i moved like wow. my bed Dang. and she was like yeah you can give me like 400 bucks a month you could she she worked a lot like traveling so she was like you can just like throw it up and she had a kitchen with no dining table so yeah. she was like you can fit a mattress got there. room for that yeah so i did that for like four or five months um her name's sarah which i probably owe her something now too <laughs> sarah <laughs> if you're listening we're gonna get back yeah. to you yeah so she let me do that um it was in lakeview so i would I would drive my car to Treme, which is the closest free parking, take mm-hmm. my bike out, bike in every single day. Yeah. And in the summer, that shit's no joke. Like, yeah. I'm showing up sweaty. Like, like, it was gross. Yeah. But that was the beginning of this, of politics. And mm-hmm. I started working with Lee. And from there, the rest is just like, yeah. Wow. So that was the backstory. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you want to get into anything. No, that's great. I mean, I think like the quickest thing we can take away from that is like for anyone listening to just like that five or 10 minutes and thinks like maybe, this came easy. You're like, oh, if, if anyone listening has dreams of doing what you do, listen back to that 10 minutes and listen to the hustle at every step. Listen to you it a hundred times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I So that is my biggest pet peeve is now I do get like now I feel really comfortable like mm-hmm. in life. I'm very happy. I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. And yeah. it's and it's not because of luck. There is a part of luck. And I believe the universe has its way of like mm-hmm. making things work. Sure. But my biggest thing is like and I kind of tell myself this every day is that you have to be you have to put yourself in a position to receive the blessings that are going to come yeah, to you yeah, absolutely and i feel like a lot of times we block our own blessings by mm-hmm. like um and just like to sum it up in a quick way but like if i would have stayed at that job like derek wouldn't have never taken me seriously in the sense of like you know trying to do what i wanted to do and it's right. like now people are like oh you're so lucky like you get to go to portland to the nike campus i'm like I didn't, that's not lucky. I was like, I legitimately believe I have a spot at that table and I'm yeah. meant to oh, be yeah. there. So yeah, you earned on the it. floor in a kitchen for four or five Well, months. I had a mattress, yeah. Okay, okay sorry, yeah. I don't mean to put <laughs> I was like on like the tile, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sarah, but Sarah's still, house wasn't that bad. cardboard <laughs> box or a blanket. Yeah, yeah it wasn't but I mean, just like, you talk about stuff like that, like opening a store and like learning from why it didn't work and just, you know, passing up on that job opportunity like you took risks you worked your ass off yeah so it's like nothing you have was like necessarily given to you on a silver platter you worked for it you earned it i would say yeah and i mean anybody that really knows me they might roll their eyes at that for sure i definitely felt like i could take more risks in my life because i Mm -hmm. did have a parachute i come from a great family and my parents would never let me sleep under the bridge here yeah but i i told myself that a ton of times like i was like just moved to New Orleans. Like I had no job yet mm-hmm. secured. I wasn't making any money yet. I was like, man, like worst comes to worst. Like just eat peanut butter sandwiches a lot, dollar menu. I was like, but worst comes to worst. If you sleep under the bridge one night, yeah. you'll probably be fine. <laughs> yeah. And when I first moved here, I was partying and like pretty heavy, like mm. a lot of drinking, 
maybe other extracurriculars, but <laughs> hey, win in Rome. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like that's a really funny story. Like whenever I first moved here, like I I have a couple friends here, and that's this is you know Sarah, one of those people. I have a couple other friends, but um, they introduced me to like the New Orleans night scene, you know, going out clubbing and stuff like that. And um, slightly different from Denim Springs Walker, I would a imagine. Little bit, a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Less bonfires, <laughs> okay. less uh, less camouflage. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. But, You're uh, kind of not selling me. Yeah. <laughs> so one one time, like we were, we went out and like um we were out till like maybe like seven in the morning, and I had to work at eleven. Yeah. And I was thinking in my brain, like whenever I'm out partying, I always get anxiety about the next day um mm. time. I'm always oh, yeah. I always start counting. I'll go, okay, if I go to sleep right now, I'll get six hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I'll be like at the bar saying this. I'm like, I'm like obviously, I can't if I go, go in the corner right and now. curl up with a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> So I kept doing that all night and it's like 7 a.m., then 8 a.m. And I had to be at work at 11. Like we opened at 11. Yeah. It's just me and Lee that run the store. So there's no calling out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So we're in the quarter, like a couple blocks down from here. And it's like probably 8 a.m. I'm like, why would I go home? Because yep. if I get too comfortable, there I'm going gonna, gonna to miss my alarm. Back. Yeah. So Uh-oh. I just went to the stock room and like made this little bed out of our shipping boxes. Yeah. And I like passed out. <laughs> and then Lee gets to work and Lee is like the most... He's literally, Lee is probably the backbone of our company because mm. he's the only one that has a st- like stern hand and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Lee <laughs> is the man, like he's, you know, you don't fuck with Lee. All right. So Lee shows up, sees me like just zonked out like of a night <laughs> of partying and he just like calls Derek. He's like, dude, what the hell did you send <laughs> Who me? Who did you like, bring yeah, in? Yeah. Like yeah. what? And Derek was like, I love that kid. <laughs> he's like, this is awesome. Because yeah. if you know Derek, like Derek loves to party too. We mm-hmm. love to have a good time. So Derek was like, dude, at least he's on time for work. Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that <laughs> is another life lesson. Like, I don't care what you did the night before. You better be at work. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was a funny story. I love that story because that's kind of, I feel like that's the transition from me and Derek going from like employee. Yeah. We're boss to like, yeah. he's like, oh, this is a cool kid. Yeah. yeah. To friendship <laughs> cool from there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Timeline wise, then when did designing shoes really come into the picture there. I know you started with customizing for a little bit. Yeah. Cause I customized like growing up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. I used to like watch, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this. Don't hate me. Mosh, the custom. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, no, the big guy. Same. Okay. Um, but, uh, I used to watch him and just paint cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a trained painter. Like that's what I, when I was a kid, I was, a, I went to, um, like I was in like a gifted program for painting mm. and, uh, picked that up from my grandma like forever ago like my growing up in summers at my grandma's like she's a watercolor painter and um she taught me how to paint so i've always done that and um so um where are we going with this oh customizing customizing shoes yeah so when i got on board there was probably like three or four politics t-shirts in the store already okay and lee was like oh yeah these are like very old t-shirts we did them like years ago we just brought them to new orleans like this is a new store whatever right I'm like, these shirts are garbage. Like, <laughs> these are trash. I would never wear first these colors. First day at the store, first time meeting everyone. Let me give you a little constructive feedback <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah. No offense, but these suck ass. <laughs> and like nobody bought them. They literally sat on our shelves I mean, yeah, forever. I guess the proof is in the put. If they've been here for three years, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, but, right? Yeah. So cool. And uh, I had like experience with like um, screen printing and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've done a couple brands in the past. And so I was just like, yo, I would, me and Lee would sit on the, you know, behind the register chilling and I had my computer every day and I would just kind of mock up stuff that I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't really remember, maybe Lee told me to tell Derek, but I just remember showing Derek and he's like, cool, let's run it. Like, he's like, can you do it? I was like, well, I, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'll figure out how to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I just got, we, we used a company out here, screen printed, no big deal. 
the shirts like actually sold. Mm-hmm. So then me and Lee are like, wait, we might have got a little something, something going on here. Cause yeah. we used to just, we loved like getting a coffee, chilling, just like bouncing ideas. Like we had such a great chemistry. Still do. Like he's mm-hmm. my, my homie forever, but like we would just, he would come up with some cool ideas and I would come up and we would bounce each other, bounce ideas and tweak each other's ideas. And we actually started like moving shirts for like for real for us. So we're yeah. like, oh, this is sick. And I think Derek was like, great order more so that we can have some in Lafayette and like all these, you know, yeah. and it just became cool. And then as I saw that Derek was appreciating that more, cause Derek, he said this in every interview he's had, he's always wanted to have a solid in-house brand for politics. Yeah. So whenever I really, when we had a discussion about that, I'm like, okay, so if that's what you want, um, that's what I can do. Like I, I'll, I'll learn it. Like, yeah. and he said that on the, one of his last interviews that I listened to that in within the company, nobody had a position like there's people now yeah. that want to work for us and they'll say like oh i want to do you have this position open it's like there's no such thing as positions here right we all have to do everything and like whatever you decide to hone in on mm-hmm. that's you like we have You'll a dude that is that. good at doing orders and he makes sure all of our online orders go out a certain way mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's a very valuable person i took it upon myself i'm like i'm gonna make sure our brand is represented the right way through product and so i that's what i take seriously you know but mm-hmm. it's not like I'm the only one that can do it here. That's why I really don't even like titles in the company because we're all just homies just trying to make this shit cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's well, working towards the same goal of mm-hmm. elevating. Yeah. And I think that's the the great thing, kind of how you were saying, almost essentially with what started everything was not wanting to essentially be put in a box of like, this is your position, you will be doing this. Right. Politics essentially operates with the thing that you were pushing against was not having a position and this is all you could do you know this is just you excel at this part but you could also help with other areas uh and then it just allows people to find naturally what they are just good at or what they have an interest in and say okay i may not be good at it now i'm super interested in this area i'm going to push forward with it or like you said online orders making sure that goes out probably not a passion project but found a way to make it like, hey, this is enjoyable for me. I love this. I can now handle this, you know. So the way politics has that structured, that free form, almost chaos way, turns out it has an actual like order to it. And everybody just kind of eventually figures out on their own where to go. I think Newman is very passionate about orders, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Newman. You know what it is. Clearly, he's got, he's got, let's get him shipped out on time. Yeah, he's the real MVP. Yeah. Uh, But no, it, it does come down to that too, man, because- in New Orleans, I'm not, I'm going to be, I'll be the first to say I'm not the best manager person. I'm not great at that. I, I try to make everybody happy and do like lead by example, but we have a lot of young kids that, you know, we hired and like, they've never really been exposed to like certain, um, things in this industry. Mm. And, um, for me, it's things like traveling and seeing, like, I'll never forget the first time I went to concepts or bodega, like, and it's like that, that energy that these stores have i'm like we're constantly trying to raise that bar and like yeah be on those levels of like kiths and like things like that and like I, it's crazy that we kind of are that level of the south like yeah. there's nobody touching us down here no, which is knows. amazing but it comes with like us really like treating this like everybody is the same level of um importance like mm-hmm. the person that works the sales floor greeting a customer is the same he has the same level of importance as i do pushing product behind closed doors because yeah like you know you'll never forget the person who walks in off the street is never going to forget that and like when i first yeah. met derek ronnie's an amazing person about doing this too but like creating that vibe man like if people don't want to come here we lose man like that's yeah. not yeah. it's not even worth doing anymore mm-hmm. like our own 
doing this. Like, why are we talking about shoes? Like, people are like, why do people care? I'm like, I don't know why people care, but I'm glad they do. Because <laughs> yeah. I love out. it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't get why people love it so much, but I love it so much. Yeah. So getting on board with doing design at politics, was it a little bit easier having what I would call such a heavy hitter under your belt? The crawfish dunk? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like, me and Derek never talk about it. Uh, but Derek is not a dunk guy. He doesn't really love them. So mm-hmm. I don't think he – he might not – he might have a pair, though. Him yeah. and Ronnie go way back. But the story behind the crawfish dunk was my first, like, introduction into, like, I guess I would say real design. Yeah. Because I actually had to, like, answer to corporations at that uh-huh. point. So if you're not familiar with the SB, it was Ruckus's 10-year anniversary, which I'm sure you guys know. 10-year anniversary dunk. Um, the guys at Ruckus, they're very similar in the sense of like, yo, we're just figuring this shit out. Like how we, we day by day. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my best friends, Hunter Hewlin, he took over like the head of that project. Like he was crushing it. Um, came up with the concept, all these things. Um, Mark uh, Fresh, who was just a oh, homie yeah. there. He's an amazing artist as well. And he had a big play in all of this too. Okay. And we all just kind of like just chopped it up. And um, I kind of took over the packaging. I was like, this is what I want to kind of focus yeah. on. Because Hunter mostly had the shoe already I, I don't like he had and this idea of yeah. what he wanted it to be. And yeah, I, and it, I thought it was sick. I still do. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, so I took over the packaging and I was like, we're going to make the packaging even cooler. Yeah. And Nike's like, you know, we're not going to give you um, a, a special box, but you're welcome to like source it and oh, okay. um, figure it out. And so that's a, a, another thing that I like. Um, I don't really consider myself a graphic designer as mm-hmm. much as I am like a production person. Like I like to, I don't know. So we sourced these boxes, found a guy in Miami who could make us shoe boxes and yeah. all these things and figured that out on the, along the way. And um, uh, again, this, I don't really believe in luck, but I guess this would be a part of luck. <laughs> but my dad happened to like date this chick in high school, like nothing serious, but like my dad was, he was something else. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like dating this chick whose family owns Louisiana Fish Fry Company, which is like the famous Louisiana logo yeah, yeah. where they, they do crab oil, all these things. So I like told my dad, I'm like, yo, we have this idea. I don't even think my dad really realized how big this could have been. And I'm like, just ask her if we can like use this logo. Like I'm going to mock it up with a ruckus thing Mm -hmm. instead of this. And so my dad did. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like school (laughs) project. Verbal agreement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, in Louisiana, this is legal. (laughs) Handshake. We're taking this. Yeah. So we did that. And then, um, yeah, the packaging came out great. And like most people were Mm -hmm. thought that was an amazing part of that project. It really kind of elevated it. Because um, you could buy the dunks, but if you didn't have the full packaging with like the socks and like yeah. the shirt, everything like, oh. you know, that was where you won. You I, had spent, to hunt. I spent the past two years tracking down the special packaging and I finally oh, have really? it now. Thankfully, I got ahead of this big SB wave that came because right I now, know. right now we we'd said the same thing with Adam. If you don't have a pair, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're going to spend 100%. an arm and a leg, but. That pair that's behind you, um, it is, that's my personal pair. Never has once touched the ground. Like really? never touched the ground. <laughs> I'm not a dunk person either. Like the tongue is too fat for me. I, yeah. But yeah, it's never touched the ground. And now yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't ever want to wear them because I'm not just a dunk person. Them. Houston editor, I'm going to give you a challenge. Can you pan down to Blaine's feet right now and just. <laughs> well, I got a shout out to my Nike family, Connie hey. and Kayla. They sent me these. So I was yeah. like, I was like, I don't wear them. Um, but yeah, the, so the dunk was cool. And one of my favorite things about the dunk, which was a total accident, mm-hmm. was we used, um, we went to the varsity and like, they have like their free uh, newspapers outside, you mm-hmm. know, and we stole them oh, all for, pa- that, for 
okay. paper because yeah, like yeah. we didn't have Nike paper either. Yeah. So we were like, this will work. But now that I think about it, it was like a be- it was like a genius design because Absolutely. it's dated. It's a timestamp. Yeah, yeah. So it's a timestamp. So if you don't have that original newspaper, which I think Lil John, Lil John is. Lil John is on, I was on just it. about to make that. Which comment. I don't know why he's on it. He's like, I guess he was playing the varsity. But I'm like, yeah. looking back now, I'm like, if Lil John ever wore the dunk, oh, yeah. Yeah. there's just so much about it. We did a whole episode about packaging. Mm-hmm. I am a notorious burn box. Oh, I love pa- that's my absolute favorite. So thing. I apologize I'm right there with you. Apologize yeah. for you. Yeah, shoe boxes to me out the door. Mm-hmm. Now I also have never had the opportunity to buy a shoe. Well, I guess I did have an opportunity once. Which one? Cafe du Mall. Oh yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> I re- I, yeah, I watched. I listened to that one. But we'll get <laughs> we'll, there. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so I've never had the opportunity for a special box. So yeah. it's usually just like you know, just a regular Nike box, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I have now, I guess, with doing this uh, podcast and being very close friends with Ryan, have an actual love for the box. And like you said, I mean, the newspaper. It was such a simple idea, and you're like, whatever, this will do. But then it just fits. Yeah, unbelievably well with everything the shoe the box I mean just everything came together so perfectly with that yeah. that whole production storytelling every one of my little friends John. That, every <laughs> little John is storytelling can you imagine yeah <laughs> but I mean like it really speaks to the whole experience and like that's the whole thing we love about sneakers so much it's not necessarily the hype culture or the fashion aspect of the resale it's the story that you can tell through footwear it's kind of like art you can wear for your feet you know and totally packaging is just an extension of that you know so for a minute i was like it was so corny and i heard myself say it later so i stopped saying it but <laughs> people were like oh you design tennis shoes i'm like no i'm a storyteller and shoes are my canvas like, Ooh, was, like <laughs> we got the episode description it was, now it was so corny yeah. but it's i was kinda, like it's seasoned with pretentiousness but it's real it's not it, wrong it, well not it's my wrong. favorite thing about designing shoes is learning why things are the way they are and like yeah i, I like i talked about earlier to you guys about dion at concepts like he to me is like the king of storytelling mm-hmm. on a tennis shoe and like yeah he makes the shoe so likable that I'm like, he has kids lining up who probably don't know anything about the story. Yeah. But if you find out later, you're like, oh shit, this yeah, shoe yeah, just yeah. got a hundred times cooler. Yeah. He's exactly. the king of that. Mm-hmm. And I've always followed him um, and I'm now I'm friends with him and I'm like, tell him all the time how fucking cool he is. But that's <laughs> my goal is to like really tell a story and like, I'll just stop right there. <laughs> that was all I want to say. I yeah. just love, I love the background story and I love like yeah. really taking art and storytelling and putting it on something that's wearable. I think it's a yeah. cool thing. So I guess kind of transition going from the Nike, the Nike SB dunk crawfish to the cafe du Monde, you know, you talk about the crawfish. Nike didn't really want to give you all the special packaging. There's a video. If you, deep dive in Instagram. There's an old, old clip of like in the shop store employees taking the crawfish dunks out of the teal box into the like assembly line. Yeah. We did that till like three in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So speaking to that experience and then, you know, maybe the ease you had with getting the Louisiana fish fry logo. What was it like going from that collaboration experience to cafe du monde? Was it day and night? Well, it was a huge, um, there was a huge break in between those things because like within there, I had like, I had, I don't know how many years, but it, in my brain, it felt like a lifetime. And I'm like, yeah. I'll never get do anything as cool as that again. Like, I'm like, that was my one shot and mm. I blew it. Like, <laughs> I didn't become there famous. There it goes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But the Cafe du Monde was a product essentially of Derek's hard work in, from his from the from his past, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, he I, – I didn't start off with Derek. He started in 2006. I was just a little kid then. Right. But Derek has put in so much work and built so many relationships with brands 
that he was able to give us to put me on the um I guess stage, I'll say stage. Like yeah. he was able to introduce me to those to that Cafe du Monde. So without him, I'm like, I would have never even known how to break that door. Sure. And people now always say, like, oh, how does this work? Like, do you go to them? Do you go to them? And I'm like, yeah. well, that's what Derek's amazing at. Like Derek's amazing at um working those relationships and mm-hmm. and uh getting us in positions to succeed. And with that, he put like I said, putting yourself in a position to receive certain blessings, like putting myself, aligning myself with Derek. Um, you know, now he's my best friend, but uh, he's brought me to a level that like, he's put me in a position. He's like, now you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I put, I've yeah, got yeah, you here, yeah. but now you have to do yeah. to show out and, um, and perform. And so that's what I tried to do with the Cafe du Mall. Um, so like I said, me and Lee, we work together. Um, we would get Cafe du Mall often. Like, I mean, you live in the, one of the coolest cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, the city has so much to offer. And, um, that was like part of the conversation. Like, we're like, what makes New Orleans cool? Like, what do we like to do every day? Like, you know, and you see the line outside of Cafe Dumont and Lee's every like, that looks like a shoe line, you know, like, yeah. and we're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <A> what? Yeah. <laughs> so I think like that's, we kind of played with the idea and like, like I said, neither Lee or I myself are graphic designers. Like we are self-taught YouTube mm-hmm. university. Oh, um, you everything we did is like, you know, we were just winging it and Mm. um a lot of youtube tutorials yeah and so derek essentially got the the relation the conversation going with saucony and um saucony whatever somebody's gonna rip me in the comments i've always said saucony but i guess yeah either way i don't know somebody's gonna rip me either way (laughs) you're gonna get that that email on monday yeah (laughs) you got one punch right here (laughs) um so essentially derek got that conversation going for us with his you know, brand rep, whoever they send over what we call a CAD. It's just a blank shoe. Okay. And they decided this is the shoe, the shadow. Mm-hmm. We're going to push this shoe. You know, you can do what you want on it. And then that's me and Lee take it from there, start playing around with ideas. And we kind of fig- um, finalized two designs and couldn't really figure it out. And then Derek came in and was like, um, let's just pitch the idea of doing a friends and family. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, of course you can do it. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, just shoot the you're shot. Like, you're like us yeah. trying to book every interview. You're like you're hyping yourself up and like oh, I think we can't really ask for this. And you ask, and it's like yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, I mean, I hope I don't say anything that gets me in trouble. <laughs> um, let's just be let's just address the elephant in the room. The Saucony isn't the coolest brand you've ever heard of. It's, it's not, not the most hyped. Yeah, no. and it's so for them. I think it's like they what the way stores like us operate is like our the we're giving product to make it cool in the market. Like yeah. they want us to make exactly. the product cool. And then once we make it cool and filter it out, they ship thousands of pairs to yeah. footlockers and finish lines mm-hmm. for your, for your mall customer. So that's what this business is all about. And when right. you understand that it's a lot easier to comprehend why we do the things we do. Yeah. Cause you, I cannot tell you the number of times I've gotten bitched at about why don't I'll make more. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, and that's every time a lot of people that don't understand is that like a lot of the, quick strike, I guess you can call it for lack of a better term. A lot of the quick strike stuff is just a marketing advertising vehicle to sell general release that's in the mall. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly it. They don't make their bread and butter from, you know, these hyped limited releases. They make it from a Saucony. I want a Saucony. I'll go to the mall and get a Saucony, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So we figured this out and Derek was like, um, yeah, it could be a beignet, but if the Cafe du Mans could get behind it, like that would be even cooler. Yeah. And I was like, well... I have made a PowerPoint before 
So <laughs> I put together this PowerPoint that is like I gotta find it and I'll show oh, it to you. Man. It is so stupid, man. Like yeah. like I just, I remember one of the things that was on the slides was like um a cafe table. Like I had like Googled these images, like mm-hmm. cafe table napkins, and I was like trying to like pitch like in my brain, like say like Put what's in my brain on paper. I was like, yeah. if we made this store look like Cafe du Monde, like concept store. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, we're gonna have an awning and all these things. And yeah. I, but again, like the PowerPoint was shit, like absolute shit. <laughs> I, I want like cartwheel animation of the shoe coming in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, in this wheel, is in and out, really bad. <laughs> did it include picture of you in the beignet costume? No, so that was that I did was that later? because I became the beignet boy, basically, <laughs> like the, the model for your Cafe curse du to live with. Yeah. I know, but I, honestly, I hope I die with that. Um, so luckily, uh, Sacconi was able to make us a, um, a sample before we pitched to Cafe Dumont. So I just like, I made this little presentation on my iPad, just something really simple, quick and, um, Googled, um, Cafe Dumont like office. I'm like, I don't know. Do you just show up there? Cause most of their employees are like Filipino and I'm like, where's your boss? Like, take me to the leader. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just like, you know, they don't, I was like, I didn't think they had an office cause I'm looking around. Mm -hmm. So when I Googled it. They did have an office, and I'm like, it's right there across the street, yeah. and it's, you never know it's there. It's like yeah. tucked away. I was like, it's right there. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I just stop by. So I stop by, and this lady that's like working, she was like, um, they do like sell like merchandise, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I was like, do you have like a boss like that I can talk to? I was like, whatever. And she's like, yeah, he's this guy. Um, here's his email, and I emailed him, and he would take forever to email me back. He's like very old school. His name is Bert. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, he's like the VP of operations, like some high up shit. Yeah. And I was like, I need to meet this guy. Yeah. So when he finally did agree to meet me, um, he was like, just let's just go meet for beignets. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I how c- many times does he send that email? Yeah. Let's yeah. just meet over beignets. And it's like, I'm going to put money in your pocket to meet with you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I needed like a big screen for my presentation. <laughs> I was like, dude, dude I'm wearing this? a suit. Yeah. I to- well, I told Derek that and we joke about it to this day. He- I was like, yo, I'm going to go pitch this idea. It's my, this is going to be the day. Like if yeah. we get it, we get it. And I was like, Derek's like, okay, man, like be on your best behavior, like crush mm-hmm. it. I was like, dude, I am, I'm going to wear a polo. And Derek's <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, I'm going to wear a polo. Yeah, yeah. And Derek's like, don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm to me in my brain, I'm like, if I'm wearing a polo, look, it's denim springs. I'm, coming out. Okay, right now, yeah, polos yeah. Business. I'm like, I'm professional as shit right now. Yeah, yeah. I got polos in my nice jeans. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I wore a polo. Yeah. Tucked it in even. I hey. never do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And, uh, and I showed him the, power, the PowerPoint and he's like, he's like, do you want to eat? I'm like, dude, I'm trying to sell this thing. <laughs> like he literally could not care. Le- like he was like, whatever. Yeah. So he's doing this and uh, I showed him the PowerPoint. He's like, so like a shoe, like he was yeah. kind of confused. Wasn't until I reached in my backpack and pulled out the sample and he yeah. saw the physical shoe. He's like, oh man. Like oh, he that. was like, his face lit up. He was yeah. like, you're going to make this? And I'm yeah. like this is one like this is we it. have yeah. done it yeah and i was like basically i just need your uh, your you know your um blessing to say that it's the actual cafe du put Monsieur. your name on the tongue yeah yeah so he was like yeah he's like this is a no-brainer he's like do it i was like well with that pulled out all these like documents legal contracts like, <laughs> need you to sign now all that this you said yes yeah, yeah well that's when he was like that verbal agreement will work yeah. for louisiana fish fry but yeah. i'm not trying to end up there again well so that's the connection between the two right, right so like yeah. i've done this twice now and both times is like the most like spontaneous way ever and he yeah, was yeah. like 
he didn't want to sign it. He was like, nah, just, just go, just do, just do it. it. I'm like, no, legally I, I can't. I don't want to get a call from you in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I can't not bring these. Which would have been brilliant for him, right? If he, if I would have been dumb enough to just run away and be like, all right, I'm doing it. And then yep. he threw the shit out of me. Yep. How crazy would that be? Man. But, uh, he, he wound up signing everything. And, um, uh, he is, a, he's the most amazing guy. He's so nice. And, um, he's great. I still keep in touch with all of them, his whole family. They're a huge family, by the way, they have like a ton of kids and grandkids Oh wow! and all these things. And he, that was his only stipulation. Like Derek, I'm not the gr- the best at business. Um, like the money side, I I'm a creative mm-hmm. 100%. I'm, I don't numbers scare the shit out of me. Yeah. So Derek's like, okay, what do we got to pay this? These people like, you know, how are we going to do this? And I'm like, this is you, boss. Like, you tell yeah, me how much yeah, we get. Like, I don't yeah. know. Well, come to find out, all Bert wanted was shoes for his family. He's wow. like, can we? He's like, there's a lot of us. I'm like, <laughs> like hundreds. He was like, there's like fifteen. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can make. I was like, we can find fifteen. I was like, let me see, man. Yeah, I might only be able to do ten. But that's yeah. all they wanted, man. They did, like, they were like, we don't care about this. And I'm thinking to myself, oh wait. Cost you about ten cents to make a beignet. You sell it for four bucks, and you have people lined up down the street, three hundred and sixty-five days out of the year. They're printing all day. money. They don't need a yeah. shit money. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So um, yeah. So we from there, they signed off, and you know, I got was able to get their brand. But they didn't really have such thing, but um, I, basically all of their we call it like a brand book, you know, like mm-hmm. colors, Pantones, all those things, and made some tweaks on the shoe, finalized everything with their official name. Um, the shoe came out sick. Um, yep. uh, the packaging actually was designed before the shoe. Okay. I knew I wanted to do a Cafe du Monde box way yeah. before this. And like yeah. I remember being at my mom's house, printing a template, like just Googled shoe box template, yeah. like tweaked it, like made it, and then made a little tiny box. Like, you know, like when a you're a kid. One. Yeah, 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 you're a kid and you do like mm-hmm. origami type stuff. Yeah. Like you have to fold this line, tape this one. Yeah. And I made it and I like showed my mom. I'm like, see, this is what it's going to be like. And she's like, well, that's pretty neat. <laughs> and like, Great job, buddy. I like my job. Look, mom. Look. She's like, you're, you're getting there. You want me to tape it to the fridge? I can put it up there for you. She yeah. was like, you're doing amazing, She sweetie. turns around, wipes an eye like, he won't stop this dream. <laughs> she was like, fall on your ass. <laughs> Just kidding. She is, my mom's supportive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the shoot, the box was the one, like, I kind of was like, at, at one point I remember, because we went through so many samples of that shoe, mm-hmm. because Sakoni doesn't really have... At, well, maybe they do. I don't know. But it was hard for us to like grasp this like idea of I want the shoe to be just completely brown and just imagine you sprinkle something all oh, over it. Oh, yeah. And then I guess there's this like a when, especially when you work through email, it's just hard to kind of get people on the same page. And like in your brain, you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. But I just mm-hmm. could never get it exactly like that. Yeah. And then I just kind of got annoyed because I'm like, I don't care anymore. I just want to do the box. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's all I care about. <laughs> so I just started doing the box and the box came out amazing i love the box so much um luckily i didn't have to build those boxes myself so coney did it um yeah but uh yeah so um we have the shoe we have the box now um we have a date that we want to release it um and then this is where like clothing really took off for me because Mm -hmm. um now that i think about it i don't even remember how we got in touch with these these guys out in la but they're two of our best friends now they handle production. One of the guys mm-hmm. is, um, he jumps back and forth from here in Chi- from LA and China uh, frequently. He runs a Russell Westbrook's brand now, okay. Honor the Gift. His name is okay. Edgar. He's amazing. He's brilliant yeah. um, on the computer. He is, he's a pattern maker. He does everything. And then there's another guy who handles all of like the 
other side of production. And so those two guys really changed the game for us. Mm -hmm. Like we, um, we met them. Um, we were in Vegas, I think, um, had not slept yet because life's good, Vegas, <laughs> baby. you know, and You're we meet them at this little bar at like 10 in the morning, our flights at 12. And they're like, we have something to show you. They show up at this bar with all of these samples that I had just drawn up. Oh, wow. Um, and I guess a little bit going back behind that, um, I was working in the store, right? Um, every day. So like you have walk, walk-in customers and stuff like that. And I'm like telling Derek, I'm like, I need to focus, man. Like I need an office. Mm -hmm. I need to focus. And um, at the time I was dating this guy who has a plane and he can like fly it anywhere. Yeah. And he was like, hey, let's go on a vacation for like a month. And I was like, we're just going to fly. We're going to like tr uh, camp all through like the Midwest and like mm -hmm. the West Coast. I'm like, oh, like a month? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, hey, Derek, I need off for 30 days. And Derek's <laughs> a like, a little more than the two weeks. Have you yeah. lost your fucking mind? <laughs> and I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I need this days. Like I'm taking this trip. And Derek was like, dude, you're an idiot, but okay. So he did wind up letting me go. He was pissed. But while I was there, I just brought an iPad and I would, I just drew everything out for this Cafe Dumont stuff. And I was yeah. able to like focus and like, I just, whatever. So when we came back, you know, I sent these designs to these guys in LA and they were mocking it all up. So fast forward, we go back to Vegas. They show up with all these samples. They were fucking sick. We were yeah. like, because we had never seen this before. Yeah, it's yeah. all cut and sew. Everything. It wasn't like just buying a blank Hanes t-shirt and printing Screen on it printed, anymore. No. Yeah. It's it was the like shorts. It's the windbreaker. Creating like patterns like from samples that we had found like from our favorite pieces of, out of our closet. Mm -hmm. Just cool stuff like that. So we look at each other in Vegas. We're like, me and Derek, we're like, this is it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Yeah. And it was sick. So um, we did that. Got that collection together. So now at this point, we have all of the clothing. We have the shoes, the sh the box, everything. Mm -hmm. Bring in Dustin, who is our head photographer. Yeah. Probably the best photographer I think I've ever seen. Like his work is incredible. Like it's insane. Like yeah. I will die by the saying that politics has the best photography video team in the game. Like, well, and like he definitely kicked off sneaker, like in-house sneaker photography. Totally. Like He's way the back one. in my space. Yeah, yeah. He... He elevated what it meant for like your own brand to not use stock images from the company. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't, I mean, he has to know. He probably just loves us talking about him. But like, when you talk to him, <laughs> he Dustin. is like, he's so humble. He's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> yeah. like amazing. Like, brands would kill for him. Like, yeah. he's sick. But uh, he came down to New Orleans and like Adam was here. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty sure Stu was here with us too. Yeah. Um, their whole team basically came down. Mm -hmm. We rented a room in the West End. We're like all hanging out. We're like, mm -hmm. it was raining, which made it even cooler because it was like this overcasty like yeah. vibe. It was just sick. And we walked to Cafe du Mans and, uh, you know, like I texted Bert. I'm like, yo, we're going to do the shoot today. Save me some tables. Mm hmm. And like you, just, we had the whole restaurant just staring at us. Like, yeah. What yeah. The hell? When Adam told the story, he said, y'all didn't ask for permission. He said y'all just showed up and just kind of did it. Well, I we, guess maybe he didn't know you had talked to Bert, maybe. Yeah, I did. I did reach out to Bert. But to that point, and this isn't a dig at Bert. I love it. Bert is the most like laid back, don't give a <laughs> shit person. Like, I don't think Bert ever came. Like, he never, yeah, like, yeah. Held, you know. You said I need four tables. He's like, sure, grab four tables when you yeah, get there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was, he's always the most laid back person mm -hmm. ever. Like, you know, like he showed up. The picture on my Instagram, which is probably like my favorite picture is me giving Bert the shoes for yeah, the first yeah. time and like the store is a wreck because we just got shipped hundreds of shoes and they're all just like yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like Bert's like I'm showing up to get the shoes now I'm like wait well wait like this isn't the release <laughs> we date like we'll have the build out and yeah everything. I wanted him to yeah. see the whole thing and he's like 
He just shows up. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I want the shoes. What am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna tell him no? I'm gonna leave here with the shoes <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So um yeah, so we shot that and it just like I mean y'all have seen the images, the mm-hmm. video. It's just they came out so good and like I credit I give I'm only a small percentage of anything that we do and I give most of our credit to our photography team because they just make everything mm-hmm. look so much better than it really is. I'm like, y'all are good. So that was that project and it was a success. Like the day of was insane. Like I'm sure y'all know, I didn't sleep for like three days before that. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah, I don't sure. doubt it. I hand painted the invitation for those things. Really? Going back to my grandma, like wow. she she loves New Orleans. Like she's she lived, um, I think she was living in Germany. But um, she's like, she's very big into like European culture. Like she loves it. And I've always appreciated European, like she's big into France. Like she loves France so much as her favorite place. And so Cafe Dumont kind of has, New Orleans in general kind of has that, oh, that vibe. Course, and yeah. um, so I painted the, um, we were going to, in our brain, we thought this was going to work um, where you kind of like had a number. So we, people cut that. lines I and, mean, you know, yeah. the problem with sneaker releases is like you have this cool build out. And I, I remember y'all mentioned it on your podcast mm-hmm. earlier, but um you do all this work for the build out and you want people to experience it. But at the same time, you want people to get their shoe and get out. So that's, people aren't in a line yeah, all day. Looking back on it, I think we realized that's the catch 22 of it. Cause like, I think probably worst time to do an episode on a sneaker release is the day afterwards of standing six hours. Yeah, in the sun. Not so, great. Was I mean, not great. I know we had our gripes about it, but like you can look back on it and be like, well, I think we said it. It was like, yeah, as soon as you got in there, you didn't want to leave in yeah, there. So yeah. like, I can't fault anyone else for not wanting to. And like, I, um, like that day was so, so stressful for me too. Like I, um, Luckily now we have, we hired a guy after that to do events and stuff like that. He's really good at stuff like that. And, um, but like, I remember just feeling so stressed that day because everybody was so happy that they didn't really care anymore about like the details, but I'm like, no, we still have to work. Like, oh yeah, and like, um, and like, I heard Joel's gripe about people letting people in and I was griping about it too. Cause I'm like, guys, stop letting your girlfriend's girlfriends in. Like <laughs> the store is like literally so crowded. Like it was just a mess. And yeah. I looked like the crazy person running around, like trying to be mean to everybody. Right. Yeah. There was this one guy, man. And he used to be like our homie for real. Like he was always coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he was always coming in and he was a really good friend of ours, but he kind of tried to pull like the friend card the day of, which really mm. upset me. Cause I'm like, man, like if you're really our friend, like you wouldn't have done this to us. Yeah. You yeah. Have put us in this position. We wouldn't have done this. We would have talked. And he kind of got snuck away with a sh- some shoes and got them. And I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But instead of stopping there, he got greedy and then brought like another person in to get him. And I saw it, unf- the whole thing unfold. And I was like, no, I can't let this happen. And so yeah. like, I just like flipped out on him in the middle of the store, in the middle of the release day, which, you know, I hated that I had a temper, but it was like so yeah. stressful because I'm like, man, if you really loved us as a company, you say mm-hmm. you're our friend, make our life easier by helping us, you right. know, like yeah. this kind of stuff. But um, he doesn't come around anymore, which really is sad mm. because I don't, yeah. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but it was a stressful day. You. It was yeah. like, and I can imagine for customers like who waited in that line, like the night before, all of the politics team went out for dinner, like as a celebratory, like this tomorrow's a big day. Yeah. And we were leaving the store the night before, um, closing up. And there's like six people as we're closing yeah. in line. And I'm like, I know people started lining up that night. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, it was wild. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I got to the store so early that day to like, you know, I was printing those cards. So they were all mm-hmm. hand painted. Well, there was an original hand painted right. card yeah. that I scanned and num- they were all hand numbered. And so that way, that was your way of like, trying to like not let people cut you because like mm. if it wasn't one, two, three, four, yeah, exactly. you, so, you something happened. cut. Me yeah. being like, me being very much a like package and collector and like I'm a completionist, I want to have everything. 
we got we got there. I mean, we pulled up at like six or seven. Something I think like we it, pulled up yeah. a little bit later in the morning because it's like, yeah, I really want this. Funny shoe, that you like, say that's late. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. but it's like I like, but I like sleeping. So yeah. after the fact, I found out that like there were those gift, not gift cards. There were those postcards that were handed out early in line. Me being a completionist, I'm trying to track down anyone that had one. But then, yeah, I guess that was when I found out that was what y'all's way. You passed them out, but you took them back from people when they got inside to like verify their number and everything. I think so. Yeah. If not, if anyone remember. out there listening has one. I'm right here, so just play <laughs> up. up. Yeah, okay. we'll pay yeah. somewhat of a decent price <laughs> Not for a top piece of dollar, paper. but up dollar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I gave my grandma the original painted oh. one for her birthday. She cried. <laughs> I have the picture of it, and I was like, "Man, this is my favorite picture of me and my grandma." Yeah, it's a sweet memory. Yeah, yeah. my my mom had it framed for her and stuff like that. It was mm. really great. But um, that day was really stressful and it was eye-opening for the whole company because we realized like, yo, people really like us. Like we can really, <laughs> yes, you turns know, out. I remember yeah. walking down the block and then it turns. Around the corner. And then I was like, oh shit, people are down this far. And then it turns again. again. Yep. So I was like, we were around two city corner. blocks. I was like, yep. what? It was insane. And that's not even like people were in a single file line. No, you know? no, that's no. Like it was groups yeah. of people. Yeah. And it, we opened at, I think 11 that day. I think we did normal mm-hmm. time. Maybe we opened early that day. But anyway. It was funny. The last shoe we sold at seven o'clock, like right when we ended, like it oh, was wow. right there at really? the end. Yeah. And it, it wasn't the guy's size, but he was just like, you know, he just waited all day. It. Yeah. You yeah, got to exactly. get something at that point. But the best feeling of that whole project was when we locked the door. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my favorite part of releasing the shoe was when we were done releasing the shoe. Yeah. So yeah. dude, I was, it was the most stressful day. It was so much going on. And like, I had a blast. I had all the employees wear Cafe Du Monde uniforms. Like yeah, that yeah. was my favorite part. I saw probably. everyone in the outfits and everything. Yeah. yeah. I loved that part. Cause I'm like, y'all, we're going to sell this, you know, yeah. like we're going to, when really y'all passed it. out beignets, y'all passed out water. So it's like to y'all's credit, I think you did a really good job of like managing that release to the best that it could. Mm-hmm. Of course, it sounds like y'all didn't anticipate the hype that it was, which like hindsight, that's a great thing to have that many people yeah. excited yeah, about seriously. it. But you know, could you imagine if we did more shoes? That would be, <sighs> I don't know. That'd be crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, we tried, we definitely tried to make it as, Cause like, despite the comments that you see on our page, sometimes that we're just awful people, yeah. we actually do care about <laughs> oh, yeah. our customers and our well, community. So we try our best. Whenever, you know, I don't, whenever I don't hit odds. on a very hype yeah. shoe with a limited raffle, I'm upset. We, um, <laughs> we posted something last night. This is a little off topic, but we posted something last night. Um, we are going to work with um, the AAPI, which is the Americans, yeah. uh, Islanders, or I forget the thing. Asian Americans, Asian Islanders. Yeah. So yeah. um, Sunday, this Sunday, we're going to give away like um, like our, all of our proceeds are going to go from there from in-store and online, which is amazing. And that makes me so happy to work for a company like this that exactly. takes that seriously and all those things. We, we got a comment last night that we were too corporate because we're doing that and that we need to stop being lame. Sellouts. <laughs> and so Derek comments back last night, pull up and sh- I'll show you how corporate I am. I was like, <laughs> I was like yes. To get them, the get the trolls. We're gonna leave that comment. We're gonna pin that to the top real quick. Well, I I'm an emotional person, so yeah. like whenever I work really hard for two years for the Cafe Du Monde project, and like people just absolutely destroyed me in the comments of like the design and like you know what? this, no. I'm like it, it it like hurt my feelings a lot. Like I would like have to stop reading comments. I'm like, but granted, there's also a thousand more comments that people love it. It's hard, yeah, but it's like video. that that one comment did did does get me. You know, I'm yeah, always like intense, shit, yeah. like. But, you know, I've kind of gotten out of that. That was like the first time I really put a project out there that like was like the world saw. Yeah. The world. That's dramatic. The country (laughs) saw. I think the world saw it. I mean, whenever we share anything that has to do with it, there's a very specific shout out if you're listening. There's like a team Salkany Russia. 
page that always likes yes. whatever we do. So yeah. Team Salty Russia. Russia. Exactly. Yeah. If you ever need to find inspiration for your next one, maybe I'll just take a trip over there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Red light district. <laughs> Little idea for you. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember my friend was in Baton Rouge and he like sent me the news clip. He was like, you know, you're on the news here. I was like, I didn't even do a news interview with them. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. weird. But yeah, so I, I definitely did feel a little vulnerable because I'm like, oh man, people are really about to judge me like for what I'm yeah. doing, you know? Um, but for the most part, I think it was, people liked it and it came out great. But mm-hmm. um, it was fun project. It was like, again, it was a huge learning opportunity. Yeah. And like now I always resort back to that project and like, okay, what would I do differently for this project? Like right. we yeah. have up and coming projects now and I'm thinking to myself, how would I spin this story? Would I do this differently like what i you know so mm-hmm. it's all learning experience man like i'm excited about it listen you put it out there so we're gonna go ahead and chase this rabbit down the hole yeah so we know that derek said there's an upcoming collaboration coming out on veterans day mm-hmm. uh I'm what, trying what to else of, do you want to tell us i'm trying to think of what he said so that way i don't say more than he said i, but he I said, will i will play your friend right here i'm pretty sure the only thing he said was veterans day is the release i don't think no he brand said, or anything i don't think he said bread or anything so I was going to say legally. I mean, if you want to say what brand it is. Um, uh, We will only use this clip. (laughs) Um, So This is what we're leading with. So there's another guy that works in Lafayette, and he he designs too. He's younger than me. I think he's – maybe he might have just graduated. So he Mm kind of has to balance school and and this. So he's not um, fully um, full-time in designing. But he came up with this idea um, to do a veteran's – project because Derek is a veteran. Right, of course. And um he sent me the original like mock up of it and it's such a great concept. It was mm-hmm. so cool. I was like, dude, phew, say less. Like this is sick. And um we <laughs> Y'all, like, We're just gonna, we'll sit here in silence for five minutes yeah. if you find the right words to say. Um yeah uh <laughs> tightens the grip a little more. I'm like yeah I just won't say it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the brand is, it's an amazing brand. Um, we're really excited. Um, so they sent us like the cats for the shoe and um, we were able to mock it up. Um, Ezra and I uh, worked on the kind of like finalizing it because Ezra's original concept was um, it, it's not, it wasn't able to do it. Like there's just certain things that they couldn't do not yeah. legally or anything but it's just yeah. like physically the shoe right, cannot yeah. be done like this the whole shoe can't be Derek's face is right you know, we, Which we want, want it to. yeah we, we all want that with that but. and we want it to when you squeeze the tongue it's just like it's Derek's laugh like his, <laughs> his gut laugh that's what I'm talking about so uh but yeah so the shoe um I think we I think we finalized it a month ago maybe and mm-hmm. we got first sample back and we um made some few minor changes which was an amazing feeling mm-hmm. for them to like send the the shoe back and it you, it almost be perfect how often does that happen in your experience with sampling well, i don't know because i've only done the dunk i never got to see a sample okay. hunter, hunter did that I know, and i know they have one in the store in a glass case i i think what i can tell it looks identical though, right it's um, not the sample though i think it's just one of the shoes. i don't know how different the sample but i know they have one in there with a sample tag on it Oh, okay. And then never it mind. looks pretty identical to that. There might be some minor touches that I haven't caught, but so I don't know. I, I that's too long ago for me to remember yeah. that. But the Cafe du Mont in the back right now, I probably have twelve shoes. Like cut. Some are <laughs> Go ahead, cut. <laughs> some are different, but like there's just lefts or just rights or yeah. you know they could be really small changes or whatever. But I I have a ton like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get rid of them because yeah. one day I just feel like that'll be cool to have them. Of all. course, oh, but yeah. um, I've got to ask. Don't they normally sample in size nine? Mm-hmm. And what size are you? Nine. 
So that's not a bad Every, position to be oh, in. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this shoe, um, the veterans one that we're working on is, uh, it was nearly perfect. And mm-hmm. we were like, sick. Uh, they only sent us a left, which I was like, <laughs> sneaky. It's the right on the way. Yeah. 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 So we have another one coming. Ooh, um, minor changes, but make sure it's the right. Yeah. Oh, like, there you go. Like, for some reason, we want to see what the right looks like <laughs> yeah. this time. But, Just uh, mentally. Yeah, so we we did that, and then um, I actually approved the box like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so now what is keeping me busy is the clothing collection for that. Okay, so that'll go with it. Yeah, so um, that'll release this year, November, which mm-hmm. will be sick. Um, we have no, we haven't even opened the floor for conversation about how we're going to release it, what we're going to do for it. Um, but obviously, hopefully. Um, Things are different by then, yeah. you know, vaccine wise sure. and like stuff. Cause we got to do, we know we don't want to miss that opportunity to have another no. event. Cause that's what we really love mm-hmm. doing is events. So hopefully that, that goes great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he said another project that we had too, but I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? I just I remember him saying one on Veterans, Veterans Day. Day. Yeah. Why don't you talk about everything that's coming up and we'll just figure out what you yeah. yeah. see. Yeah. Well, I did find out. So, um, if you follow me or Derek on Instagram, Fletcher, any of those mm-hmm. guys, y'all, probably have seen that we are professional snowboarders now we're yeah. obsessed like see that yeah hooked yeah. so we have one more trip um we leave tomorrow us three and um we um we're going to aspen and i'm like oh like you know we're going to aspen we'll get some some snowboarding in and stuff i was like he says well bring your laptop because i have some news for you i was like oh like cool what is it and he's like i'm just too excited i can't tell you like I'm i like, still work here news or <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh man he's like turn in your badge yeah <laughs> we don't have badges <laughs> but he was like uh he's like i have some big news i'm like okay and he's like we got another shoe collab i'm like oh mm. sick and it is probably going to be the biggest shoe collab i've ever done like it's wow. huge yeah. seriously so yeah. it there's no date there's no anything like that but when we were in portland snowboarding we went with and they basically were like y'all y'all are crushing it we love you guys mm. and um, we're like, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. So we have some big, Ooh, I heard a coming. name there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that'll be huge and that'll be great. But, um, so that's shoe wise. People always say like, um, you know, we want you to make this shoe or, um, people always have an idea when the Popeye's chicken sandwich was huge. You do not know how many emails I got about making a Popeye's chicken no. sandwich shoe. Huh. I'm like, the Cafe du Mall was a food shoe for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was an ode to like one of the most iconic cafes right, exactly. in the world. Yeah. I don't make food shoes. I, I was like, what? It's it's hard to explain when you have a crawfish shoe and a beignet shoe. Because then true. people look at like, you're kind of a food shoe. Yeah. yeah. I know. But like, I, but yeah, not, people, yeah. people give me ideas all the time and it's very, very hard for me to keep straight face. Like I <laughs> am like, sometimes I'm like, they're like, they're like, I like crystal and everything. You should do a crystal hot sauce shoe. Yeah. Well, what? Look, KFC made a computer. You could make a chicken sandwich. Yeah, shoe, I'm okay? like, y'all know we do have to make money, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the whole end goal of this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny some of the stuff I get. That's um, a great segue into why we brought you here today. Tanner, do you have the PowerPoint? No. 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 Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Later. Okay. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, so that was where were we? We were on, I got. Uh, well, that's a good talking point. Then so you've done you know a handful of collaborations now. Nike, Jordan, which I understand those two, even though they're under the same household, the brands work very differently. Maybe you can. The Jordan, the Katrina three, but just like, how do the, how do the businesses operate? Like they don't operate. It's not like you get one thing with Nike. You get the same thing with Jordan. They operate like separate. Oh yeah. Nike and Jordan are for sure. separate. separate with that, the Adidas and the Saucony, 
what's the collaboration process look like? Or is it different every time based on the company you're working with? Like, how often do you, you know, like people say you should do this shoe. How often do you guys actually get to pick the silhouette it's going to be? How often do you get to control the size run? How many are going to get made, you know? Um, it, it does vary because the transparent answer to that is that companies um, already know what they're going to sell for the next 10 mm -hmm. years, probably. Maybe not that long, five. Yeah. So for them, they know that like, and you'll, if you open up your, like, if you kind of pay attention to the market, you'll right. see, wait, why are they pushing these 95? So many 95s are coming out all of a sudden. That's because Nike said that we're going to, this year is going to be the yeah, 95, exactly. the year of the 95, you know? They spent last year doing artificial scarcity for the dunk. So this year they can release exactly. general release colorways that normally would have just sat on shelves. But now it's like, I like dunk. Well, I know? just had this conversation yesterday with a guy that works here. He, he just got. Um, within got to politics, he he came from a different, totally different industry, and he mm -hmm. started working here. And he's a, he just likes shoes, and he was like, kind of had like he was kind of frustrated because yesterday we had so many people come in. They're like, "Tell me y'all got the dunks," and we're like, oh, yeah. "Clearly we don't have the dunks. Like <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna sit on the shelf, man. If you weren't here for a release day or win them in the raffle, like yeah, you, they're not just gonna be sitting here, you know." Yeah. And he was like, "Man, I hate it. Like nobody used to wear dunks and this and that." I'm like, I'm like. Instead of getting frustrated, look at it from this way. This is all part of the plan. Like right. this is marketing genius. This is how it operates. And you can be prepared for this. Right. You want to find out what the next thing is. Pay attention to what's happening yeah, right now. That's exactly either really scarce to get. Yeah. Like they thought you thought Travis Scott skateboarded. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, no. Like yeah. he just skyrocketed dunks everywhere. Like, yeah. dude, come on. And even before that, you know, like you said, they were taking them off shelves, like pulling them, like making yeah. them scarce. So, um, so to the point is, um, a lot of times brands will more than likely say, this is the shoe we're going to push. Mm -hmm. And because even after the, um, the Cafe du Monde was so successful. So Coney was like, what, what do you want to do? Like, okay, yeah. Can, once you kind of prove yourself, yeah, it's like mm -hmm. you guys can obviously take it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. To an extent. But mm -hmm. then there was also conversations like they were introducing a new model and they were like, we would love to introduce mm -hmm. a new model with you. That yeah. way you kind of make it cool. And like yeah. all these things, which is really fun to do. Is that um, kind of the story, not to derail you, is that kind of the story of the community, the forum low? Because we say this all yeah. the time. I mean, from my perspective, the forum low wasn't really re-back in the market from the 80s until you guys kind of led the wave of bringing it back. And they've been introducing it with collabs, limited collabs. I mean, you look yeah. at Bad Bunny just did one mm -hmm. as well. So that's kind of from the outsider perspective. What we notice with the community forum low is that it seemed like you guys really led the wave in the resurgence of the forum low. <laughs> Yeah, so there was a team in within Adidas that was brought together sh uh, specifically for the forum, and they flew us out to the Portland campus. Um, us, uh, Bodega Concepts, uh, Amamanier, a couple of different uh, mm -hmm. uh, boutiques around the country that you know we're all friends with. Um, we all know each other, and um, they introduced this project called the Forum, and they were like, "We're going to research this this '80s Forum back into the market, but we're going to use you guys as like the the." way to like introduce it like you're mm -hmm. gonna do this you're gonna be able to collab on it and all these things we're like hmm, okay we're like um let me see the shoe and because i wasn't born in the 80s right. I'm like, <laughs> oh, if i was man. i wasn't wearing forums in the yeah. 80s. yeah i was like man this is gonna be tough like this shoe yeah. is not cool and uh then they were like <laughs> Sorry, my brain just caught up to how you just said that yeah <laughs> yeah so then they were like um they're like, this is also your template that you can use. Mm -hmm. It was like a very limited color scheme mm -hmm. that I could work within. And I'm like, oh, so it's not like you're just literally like just giving us a blank model. Yeah. And that kind of was like, we were like, okay. 
so how do we make this cool? Because mm-hmm. like it's going to be hard to sell this because, you know, so the forum was about community. That that mm-hmm. was their narrative. Like it was bringing people together on the playground. Like mm-hmm. that was like in, within your community. So we took that idea and we ran with it and we're like, we really do have to sell this to consumers. Like mm-hmm. it's not enough for Adidas to tell us about it. Like, because that's what happens sometimes. And we just kind of run with that. Mm-hmm. We need to literally take Adidas's words and say and bring that to the consumer so they understand what this is yeah so that's what we did so we tried to make it a um uh as much as community as we could um we did the um partnering with restaurants which Mm -hmm. we thought was a good idea for pandemics um for the pandemic like since people were restaurants especially were hurting yeah so we partnered with them to do those giveaways um which was really great and so it the marketing definitely worked because towards the end of the project i was like well, this shoe's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on yourself. Like, like, well, it had that reverse. And I wear it all the time. Like it's I love such it. an easy yeah, yeah. shoe to like throw on. It's a great. The materials on it are so like premium. Yes. And, and a guy was wearing one yesterday at the store at High Top, um, but it wasn't ours. And it was just so cool. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, it's funny that I noticed them now. Like mm-hmm. they're, you know, and like you said, um, to that point, like they introduced a model, very limited. Uh, what did we do? 200, 500 pairs. Yeah. 500 pairs that we mostly gave away to people. Um, and then now you'll see collabs from Bad Bunny and like yeah. all these new collabs Ivy coming. Park, yeah. uh, different boutiques around the country have been exactly. doing them. So that's kind of how the business works. You know, they introduce a model through us and we make it cool and then they push it. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me ask a tinfoil hat question right here. Yeah. <laughs> how, much flack, how much flack did you get for posting samples of the community? Oh, like a lot of trouble. Yeah. I forgot. Internally or from Adidas? Um, no, Derek doesn't really ever get mad. Okay. He, um, I was in LA without him though. And I think that's why I did it. Mm. I didn't do it because I knew I was, it was wrong, but like he wasn't with me and I don't know. I was just like, I was there by myself and I was like, let me just post this picture. I thought it was cool. Yeah. And like also being in, um, those brands campuses, like Adidas campus, uh, Nike campus, like it's surreal. Like as a kid, like I would die to work at Nike. I would never work for, I want to say never work for Nike, but I, I, I understand more now that it's not like. I'm really happy at politics. Yeah. And um, so being in those campuses, it's kind of like a surreal feeling for me. I'm like, what I've always wanted to do. So yeah, I got a little excited and posted that picture <laughs> and it stayed up for a couple hours and I got on the, like I did it on my last day yeah. and I got on the plane with no service and I get off the plane <laughs> and I see up. like, yeah, all these brands reposting it. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think it in my brain. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. I'm thinking about people who follow me, who are my friends, like right. you know, my friends back home, they'll be like, Oh cool. You were going to shoot. No sneaker <laughs> news. Like posted. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> and Derek's like, dude, what? Take so the, this down. The only reason I ask is like why I got that tinfoil conspiracy is that I saw when all the brands were resharing it, you would quickly see sneaker politics comment. This is a sample, not final version, still working on the details. Exactly. And that's because Derek, like I said, Derek wasn't with me and I'm on a plane, so he can't reach me. Right. So he's like, Blaine, you can't share this kind of stuff. And I was like, in my brain, I'm like, why? Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I was I'm like, working okay. on it. I was like, we're supposed to be building hype. I was like, I mean, to look what fair, I just did. <laughs> I was just about to say, to Built be fair, somewhere. like, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, maybe a little controversial for some, but like, damn, if that didn't build the hype it, for it. You hey. know? So, I, yeah, I guess I, I said earlier, I was like, I don't believe in luck, but here I am. That was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that was lucky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I did have to delete it because like the people who we, that team that I was talking about, they emailed me quick and were like, oh, take this shit yeah. down right now. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So that was the form. 
I guess the only shoe then that we kind of leapfrogged over was the Katrina threes, which I didn't realize till we got here and we started kind of chopping it up that they, there's a really interesting story to them yeah. that like they're now iconic for. I do love that story too. So I'm super happy to talk about that, but that was, um, Jordan's wing foundation, which is like their, their give back mm-hmm. portion of their, of the brand, you know, um, they had this, um, idea to like give scholarships out to these kids. Um, and it was, I pretty sure Frank Cooker was still at Jordan at this point. And, um, and if you don't know who Frank Cooker is, do your homework. He's designed so many Jordans that you love and wear. He I is promise. the god yeah. of this yeah. shit. Yeah, he is the ultimate god. And um, so that was another surreal moment for me, being able to have his email like work to him, work yeah. with him. Like he was my my contact at Jordan at the point at the time. So basically, they designed the shoe, however many years ago that was, to raffle off the Katrina three to build to raise money. Mm-hmm. And it was only like one pair, I think. It wasn't. You, oh, wow. They weren't for sale. Okay. It was just to raise money and they donated it to New Orleans. And um, so fast forward to like a couple years later, they were like, we're going to re-release the Katrina 3 in the same colorway. So mm-hmm. it's not like we designed it. It was already designed. Sure. Yeah. And um, they're like, but we want to use you guys to like build the hype for it and like present it. And then we want to do this. Um, we want to give money back to the community and all these things. And that's where we, again, took what we know best, which is partying to the next level. Mm-hmm. And we're block like, we're going to have a block party <laughs> yeah. and we're going to build this stage out. And we are going to, you know, that was probably the worst part of my career in politics. As far as like hardest getting new Orleans to work with me on shutting the block to shut down. down a block. Yeah. 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 Neighbors hate me to this day. Yeah. They hated it. Um, but there was a kid who like applied at like a hundred different schools and got into like a hundred different schools from new Orleans. Mm-hmm. And they were able to give him a full ride to whatever school he chose. Wow. And like, there was 10 other kids that got, I don't know if it was a full ride, but they got some kind of crazy amount of money Jeez. to go to school. So that day was insane. It was mm-hmm. wild. And again, two, almost two blocks that we um, had it wrapped around. And um, we designed a little bit of merch around it um, through mm-hmm. Jordan. Like we didn't, that wasn't cutting. So for us, that was all Jordan blanks, but um, the, they were basically saying like, okay, it's going to be called the Katrina three. Like, you know, this, but like, how can you like make it your own kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so just like, I, I was, I didn't live here for Katrina, but I was, I was pretty young. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And like, I always remember in my brain seeing the aftermath of Katrina and seeing the X on the mm-hmm. houses. Like mm-hmm. it just stood out to me. I don't know why. Maybe there was like the coloring because it was always a bright color. Yeah. And so I just did my homework on that. And I was like, this is super interesting. Like if you've ever read about why they do it, each quadrant stands for a different thing. And yeah. so whatever's in that quadrant of the X means, you know, it's it's a way to communicate with people because mm-hmm. um, obviously phones probably weren't, you know. Right. Yeah. So we use that for the back of the T-shirt. And um I, I think for the most part it was successful, but I definitely remember uh, people feeling a certain type of way. Us mm. not being from here. I get it. I'm not from here. I'm also white and it kind of doesn't – I don't think it sat well with certain people because of that. And I kind of look back now and think maybe that was a little insensitive of the people that lived Experience, through Katrina. Right, because, that, yeah. To them, that has a very personal traumatic connotation yeah. to it. Yeah. I yeah. get that. And I, re- I really – I don't – I'm not going to say that I regret the design by any means, but I definitely – it definitely was a wake up call as far as like design matters and like your words matter and how you yeah. talk about things matter and people have feelings and it's very important to hold those feelings. Um, you need to respect those people's feelings. And, um, but it, we did the design and, um, that morning of the release, uh, Frank was here all weekend and we just hung out with him all weekend and he loves the city so much. And, um, when we were the morning of, 
he kind of asked me about the design of the t-shirt and I was explained to him how the X works. He's like, oh, that's sick. I'm like, yeah. And I wanted to do this in my brain. I don't know why. Um, we had designed some hang tags and then uh, I thought a neon shoelace would be cool because of the I neon paint. Those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we put all that in the box for everybody. And then I happened to have spray paint from these. The marketing we did for that was I spray painted these uh, papers. I made the logo, yeah. that X logo on mm-hmm. papers and had some uh, local guys that they skate and bike around here, go plaster them all over oh, the city. Nice. Yeah. So kind of like a little gorilla New York style marketing. Yeah. And, um, so I still had that paint. So I was like, fuck these shoes. Like as far as <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but like, I meant like, I'm going to beat these things right, up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so gonna I just wear them sprayed anyways. an X on the back of my shoe real quick. I was like, yeah. shh, shh. and Frank was like, Oh, do mine. And yeah. like I hit Frank's shoes outside in front of the line. Cause yeah. we were just outside hanging out. And when I, when the street, like the people in the street saw that they were like, Oh, I need that. Yeah, yeah. So I spent the entire release with a can of spray paint outside. Just <laughs> yeah. And like some people were like, some people felt bad. Some people didn't want to do it because they were like, they're get old school Jordan heads. They're like, your shoe's got to be clean. Like right, that's the yeah, way it goes. Yeah, I get that. But then we had people the next day come back to the store like, wait, I didn't get my shoe sprayed. I'm like, I'm like, just do it yourself. And they yeah. were just like, no, I need Blaine to do it. I need I'm Blaine's like, touch. I'm like, all right. So How yeah. can I resell these if I don't say <laughs> yeah, right. Blaine sprayed them? So that was a really cool uh, like moment um, because it was just so organic and like kind of yeah. pure. And like, I don't know. I just love stuff like that. I think it's really cool. So yeah, that yeah. was a great day. That was a really fun release. Uh, uh, being on stage while Juvenile performs Back That Ass Up. <laughs> if you've never done that, you never lived. What's so. it like to have peaked in life, I guess, yeah. at that point? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Hey, what a way to peak. Yeah. And Juvenile's like cool with Derek. Like he, him and Derek go way back. And like he, when I first started working here, he would come in all the time and I would be like, be like at cool, at cool. <laughs> be cool. But he's a legend. Like he's, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. every wedding you've ever been to, if they don't play Back That Ass Up, like exactly. a bad wedding. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It was a late wedding and yeah. you should have left early. One time I was like, I was like, yo, Derek wants me to get a picture with you uh, to post. Because of, he like had like a bunch of bags. Derek wants you to have your arm around me? <laughs> and then when you reposted, if you could call me your friend. <laughs> your friend, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Derek's I'm like, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Hot boys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certain people, if they, man, if I meet certain people, man, I do get a little nervous. Well, it's hard not to. But yeah. then also like one of these really, when we were in Vegas, like, I first really started going to Vegas with Derek for shows. One of these guys who was like Pusha T's homie was like, y'all want to go to the section? And Derek's like, of course, you know, like and Derek's the most laid back. Derek's cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. But Derek's like, we're going to go to this Pusha T show. We're going to be with Pusha. I'm like, <laughs> and uh, okay, I love cool, Pusha cool. T too. Yeah. So I was like, yes. Fast forward, Pusha T's performing. We're like behind him in the section and I'm trashed <laughs> running around like on the, on the couches, yeah. like whatever. And the dude that got us in the section, his girlfriend was um she had this like Birkin and it was on the sofa and I kept running over it like just oh. all over it and she got obviously upset well, and uh, <laughs> she told um her boyfriend at the time who like was in charge of the section and everything she's like he gotta go Ooh. and so she kicked me out and Derek was like yeah well if he's leaving I'm leaving too like we don't care about this shit and like ever since then I was like <laughs> man like, he really loves me oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you know Derek is your boy where he's Ride or die. in Derek's a like, section yeah he doesn't care Derek's like you can keep that, he's like alright well yeah. I guess if he can't say I'm out so yeah. we dipped and me him and Tim like uh, we dipped and we like went and kept drinking in Vegas and like had a great time I was like we don't need to see <laughs> push a tea we don't need push a tea <laughs> yeah, cooler than push a tea <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a power move right there yeah. I like that we yeah. always tell that story jokingly now because Derek's like dude Blaine is wild <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
I guess going over every sneaker, then maybe the l- most recent kind of feather in your cap then is the Be Nice collection, which, <laughs> you know, I know for a while now you've been leading a lot of politics initiative to do in-house branding, cut and sew merchandising. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first collection that you guys put out that has your name really associated and tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think like a year ago or two years, probably two years ago, I pitched the idea of be nice to Derek because mm-hmm. I still I like designing for politics, but I um, I definitely keep in mind what is going to sell for Derek and right. his customer. And I still have a passion for certain things. And like my style is different than a lot of things. There's a lot of things I make for politics that I don't wear yeah. or I would never wear. It's just not me. So um, I've always wanted to have this brand still. And I pitched it to Derek and he was like, eh, I don't really know. It's not a great concept. And I was like, I wanted, basically I wanted him to buy the brand from me and mm. sell it in the store. I'm like, yeah. you don't know it's me yeah, or whatever. But he, he didn't really love it at first. It was pretty, it was thrown together. It was not my best presentation. But, uh, you know, fast forward, I've gotten better at these things. I've gotten, I've kind of honed in on the craft a little bit more. And um, I revisited the idea and, he was like, yeah, let's like, let's give it a go. And it's done really, really well. Um, I think associating my name with it actually helped it because yeah. people, um, it was more of a personal thing. It humanized it a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, I look at that a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of how you look at like the always on tour stuff. It's not just like one little run that politics did. It's an actual collection. It's a capsule. Right. And then yeah, having your name tied to it as well. Yeah. So me and Derek just got, we were just talking about it the other day. Um, so I think the first collection did great. Um, so, um, Collection two is already done. Um, it's just I gotta it needs to move into production. So I'm gonna keep doing it for a little while, or at least till people get yeah. sick of it. My mom loves it. That's all that matters to hey, me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The inspiration behind it. Yeah. yeah Who else so, do it for? So um yeah. I mean, I um I want to get out of. I want to move focus my attention to our brand for sure. Like yeah. clothing, I love this cut and sew thing. We, me and Derek, had went to China together with the with um our pattern maker and that was our first taste of like what we could actually do like going to fabric market was insane yeah it was just like i can't even begin to describe how big it is and how like you anything you ever could picture in your brain that you've seen off-white everything like every brand that you recognize you found you can find that material there like it's there we ran into the guys from pleasures there too like Mm. they we knew they were in china and it's just kind of interesting to see that everything kind of yeah it's full circle it's a smaller world then yeah so that was our first trip and we were like it really we took it serious from then on but then COVID happened so we kind of we we tried to keep things moving in covid during Mm -hmm. covid and which we have for the most part um, the next collection is called Smoke and Mirrors, and it's going to be like politics, and that'll release uh, probably next month. Okay. And that'll so be, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out already. Yeah. 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 For sh- should be hopefully. <laughs> um, with production, like you never know. Now, yeah, shipping true. is crazy, but um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna like hopefully in the future, like that's what you get from politics is more cut and sew, like yeah. more of a real brand mm-hmm. um, identity. So. Yeah. And I think that's probably my favorite thing that politics has been doing is i mean like we've seen it with cafe dumont and uh community is that y'all will do a shoe knock it out of the park great sword town but you'll have a whole collection that is almost tied to the shoe as well uh which just makes the whole event just super great and then it allows everybody you know like hey not everyone's gonna get a shoe probably get a t-shirt yeah. a hat a jacket things like that so uh, being able to make like a collection and just push forward with that is just adds another thing as to why I think politics is one of the bigger uh, brands out there because I believe politics. It feels like politics is like, hey, there's more to sneakers within the sneaker community, and like how you're saying with with fashion and things like that. Like politics also 
understanding that if you like sneakers, you are also probably somewhat heavy into fashion as well. And just being like, right. why not just provide all of those outlets and all in shop and just being right. able to control every aspect of it to when you do release a product, it is perfect. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so we carry so many other brands as well. So I'm yeah. able to see what other brands are doing um, when their stuff comes in. And a lot of times I'm like, we can do something better than this. Like, yeah, so it's like, exactly. wh- why let them take all that? That retail space. Yeah, that everything. retail space. When And I think that's kind of when we started moving into this, this where we are now is because we were selling out shirts, which granted, we weren't doing the quantities that some other brands are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, if we can sell 15 of our own shirts versus 10 shirts of BBC or Rocket or right, whatever yeah. it is, like, why would we, you know, would people we want not? our yeah, shirts, exactly. especially in New Orleans. It's a touristy city. So yeah, people are definitely. like, yo, I need to say I got a shirt from politics. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We're going to end it on a quick little bit here. Quick Q&A, little yeah. lightning round. Short little questions, a little bit funner, a little oh, bit yeah. more lighthearted. I've got some in mind. If you do, you have some, or you I'm, want me to? I may, I may spit fire some in there. Okay, all right. But you go ahead. First question for you here: What's more exhausting, seven a.m. spin class or answering politics emails from people complaining? Luckily for me, I don't have to do emails. That is the one thing I'm okay. terrible at. So I was. I, it has to be seven a.m. spin class. <laughs> okay. Lee does emails and. Okay. He has a special spot in heaven, I, literally waiting I for him. I saw you because the other day, people complaining, literally we talked about why would you intentionally limit the, limit mm-hmm. the Be Nice collection? Yeah. Lee will send us the good ones. Like, he, okay, if so it's good, he sends it to him. Yeah. Okay. Derek does a lot too, but Der- I think yeah. Derek got to the point where he's like, I'm going to blow these kids up. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee is really good because he's very favorite. patient. Yeah, I don't know how that. he does it. Like, okay. he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Y'all could do a whole segment on him just doing emails and the things he gets. Like it is <laughs> a two-part insane. episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next who, question. Who from the politics team is most likely to go pro snowboarder? Uh, Fletcher. Fletcher, real okay. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Well, I mean, like, I guess it's always for y'all in winter. I laugh because, like, of course we follow all of y'all on Instagram. Seems like almost every week y'all are up snowboarding somewhere. Yeah. Well, Fletcher definitely looks the best, so he's the most marketable. <laughs> like he, uh, he's go, the only yeah. person I know that like you can find him on the mountain because he has a seven foot off white belt dangling from his <laughs> snowboard, Trailing his baked snowboard him. pants. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Fletcher for sure can go pro for sure. Okay, he's a beast. Who's the worst dressed? The worst oh, dressed a, oh. an attack question. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. a, a good different one. Angle. Um, Oh man, the guys are gonna hate me. It's gonna. I'm not gonna. I won't say but one you know. name, but I will say that the New Orleans staff is probably the most underdressed. When I come okay. in and see socks and sandals, I cringe to my core. Like I'm like, For a you wear store. Yeezys when you're going to let the dog out. Like Yeezy sandals when you're letting the dog out. Do not wear that shit at yeah. work. All right, there we go. I won't say one name in particular, but I see it in my brain. But and they I'm know. Like, Fired up. Yeah, no. they, they'll yeah. know who they yeah. are. That's all they need. Baton Rouge is the most. The freshest store for sure. Adam and them like compete out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what do y'all get paid? Like, <laughs> god damn. Can I get on your payroll? Yeah, I'm about to go we, move stores. We talked yeah. about bringing back the flex off. Oh, yeah. We oh, used yeah. to do that. Every Friday we would send a, in the group chat. You had to nominate a person from your store and you had to send the fit pick. But Man. we kind of stopped doing that. Yeah, now we're doing back. dance videos, which is really stupid. I have not seen those. I have not. But no, they won't be posted. <laughs> oh, wow. Just in the group chat. We're, like we challenge each other in the group chat, like who can do the best dance. Like it's uh, Adam's definitely Adam's up there. Adam's got some moves. But um, Jay from New Orleans, uh, he is really, really funny. Like yeah. he's a character. And so he's funny too. So we always nominate him. That's funny. <laughs> you don't want to nominate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> best item on the menu at Turkey and the Wolf? Um, The chicken pot pie. Oh, hands down. Mason's, that was easy. Mason's that was my neighbor also, by oh, the way, okay. for, for reference. So that's why him and I go back, you know, we, he loves tennis shoes, but he was my neighbor. He lived across the street from me. Hmm. 
And I used to live by this shop a long time ago, but no. Okay, this is a morality question. <laughs> First an attack question, then yeah. like, where are you at in your walk with Christ? Okay, yeah. Okay, you're making a PB&J. You put jelly on first or you put peanut butter on first? Uh, peanut butter. Okay, all right. He's yeah. a saint. <laughs> and saint. We'll and I don't toast the bread anymore. I, do you toast uh, your bread? No, I don't toast okay. bread. No, I like it. Somebody special. said something about that. Okay. We can all agree here then. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That was the end of my list. I might have more on my phone, but that's what I remember off the top of my head. That's what I came up just now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, man, thank you so much for being yeah, on the dude. show. We really wanted to have you on for a while. So this is exciting. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Do you want to go ahead? Uh, you can plug your Instagram, any projects you got working on or anything into the oh, camera over there? Yeah. Camera one. Camera one. Um. So my name is Blaine. Uh, you can find me at all social media is the same. It's O-L-E-B-L-A-I-N-E. Um. I try not to be too annoying on there, but um, yeah, that's my social. Um, if you're in New Orleans, stop by, say hey. Uh, if you ever, I have a lot of uh, people reach out to me to do like mentorships. I love doing that. It makes me really happy. So if you do want to ask me questions and things like that, I'm more than happy to answer those questions. Um, I think that's it. Awesome. Um, just be nice, man. There it is. It's just that <laughs> Don't be simple. an asshole. <laughs> I say it all. I say after every spin class I teach, I always say, um, I hope you guys have a great day. But if you don't, don't ruin anybody else's. There you hey, go. And there people like that. So That should be the second collection. First one's be nice. Second one is don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I on the back of the saying. shirt, that I put that on the last one for the collection too. I was like, if you don't have a good day, just don't ruin anybody else's, yeah. man. Go to your room just- and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening to another episode of state of the shunion if you're watching on youtube make sure you subscribe because we're trying to get those people so we can get the url because we look like really bootleg right now but <laughs> yeah we'll yeah. get there eventually uh, oh, okay check us out on instagram at shoe podcast and online at shoe we'll be back next week with another episode i think yeah! that's it thank you man <laughs> <laughs>